0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a
1: pretty interesting top 10 for you today. Um, it's let's just say it's a part two to one that we done about a year or so ago. Uh, and most of you guys will probably remember when we did the ridiculous lawsuit episode, and we I mean I went back and I listened to it earlier this week. I still laugh my head off at it, some of the stuff that, uh, but before we get into it, Chip, do you remember some of the lawsuits that we talked about on that episode?
0: Bro, the, the, the <laughs> one that always, always <laughs> sticks out to me is the firefighter who sued the department <laughs> because he was afraid of fire. Um, <laughs> sir, you signed up to be a firefighter. <laughs> Yes. Yes. It don't
1: that work is. that way. <laughs> that, that, that's the, or hey, remember this one, the guy who uh the guy who ended up buying thirty thousand dollars worth of porn and that's the reason why his wife left his ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: like, that
1: was another one. That was funny. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, today is one of those days where we talk about ten more outrageous lawsuits that's ever been filed. Uh Chip, go ahead and hit him with the opening blurb and then we'll start from there.
0: All right. Well, you know, one of the benefits of living in a democratic country with a well-established judicial system is the opportunity to use the courts to achieve justice and set wrongs right. Agree? Absolutely. Yep. But uh, unfortunately, there is uh, some drawbacks to that. And some folks go to court about things that make most of us just shake our heads Uh in fact these so-called frivolous lawsuits have led some activities and politicians to push for tort reform um and if you didn't know tort is along with contract real property and criminal law one of the four major areas of law and it describes disputes in which one person is harmed by another tort reform then would reduce the litigation of and damages awarded to uh, for these types of cases. Right. Uh, is such a change needed? Maybe, maybe not. But why don't we take a look at these 10 odd cases and judge for ourselves whether we think there needs to be tort reform or not. Right. Telling you want to hit us with the first one today? Uh yes, indeed. The first one we're going to talk about.
1: The headline reads, Bubbles Aren't Always Fun. Her name bubbles? bubbles. Her name bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Oh, that movie's so great. Zach and Mary make a porno. Go check it out. We're not sponsored. See ya. All right. That being said, though, let me let me direct you Okay. Okay. Early on the morning of July seventh, two thousand and one, a prankster dumped detergent into Canal Park's Fountain of Wind in Duluth, Minnesota, creating a mountain of bubbles. Several hours passed, and and uh, passerby Kathy Kelly walked into the suds and slipped into the fountain, sustaining a laceration on the left uh, side of her lower shin. Due to her diabetes, the cut later became infected, resulting in a $43,000 worth of medical bills. Kelly sued the city because it had not cleaned up the suds or posted warning signs. Despite the fact that multiple workers had received a call concerning the hazard some four hours earlier, in March of 2004, a jury found the city 70% responsible and Kelly 30% responsible for the injury, awarding $125,000 to the plaintiff. The fountain is now <laughs> encircled by a railing. Okay. Mm. So so let, let's let's think about this for just a quick second. Okay. So this somebody pulled a prank, put some detergent into the fountain you know and it had a big old mountain of bubbles and you know things stuff you see it at like a rave party or something you know you know bubble parties or whatever um right and then if this goes on for several hours okay and then Kathy Kelly here walks into the suds slips into the f- fountain sustains a laceration on her lower shin and because she's a diabetic she it later got infected and yeah i mean i mean damn for, for Forty three thousand dollars worth of medical expenses. These that's that's way too much. Um, but they did say it was seventy thirty the city's prop. Wouldn't that be a situation where the manager of the park would sit there and go, "Hey, uh, guys, uh, we're gonna have to fix this," or or may or maybe put a parameter around it, like a you know, like some type of you know warning sign saying, "Hey, be careful! This you know this suds uh, area, you know, there's a slipping you know hazard." You know. Um, I mean, you would think if it went on for several hours, somebody would have said, yeah maybe we should put a sign down or you know something like that, you know
0: yeah, um okay question one do they have uh cameras in the uh I guess in the the park? where the fountain was. I mean Um, you would assume so but it doesn't say. Right. So so there's first question. Because if they if they do they should go after the guy who dumped the detergent in the fountain, not the city. Uh, secondly, uh, um I need to know is is Kathy Kelly blind? (laughs) Um <laughs> uh, and and I say that because did she not see the bubbles or did she just see them and think ah I'm going to be okay I'll walk right through them um right it doesn't work that way ma'am no bubbles are still slippery yes
1: so yeah i mean $125,000 that was awarded, and it says that now the now the fountain is encircled by a railing. Um,
0: okay, well, of course, it's, <laughs> it, uh, of course, it's it's the old um, the old adage of like when you you buy a toaster, it, it says don't use while in the bathtub, like <laughs> because yeah, somebody, yeah, well, we, they they have to put that on there because some idiot tried to make toast while they were taking a bath. And got shocked, electrocuted. No, we got, got electrocuted. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. But I mean, like, I mean, Jesus Christ, you ended up, you ended up with like, God, a hundred. Like, uh, basically, you had seventy two thousand dollars extra. I mean, because you had you got hundred twenty five. You paid your medical expenses, and now you're sitting there with seventy two thousand dollars left over. I guess that was for, I don't know, embarrassment, embarrassment, I guess, or just, you know, holding, I don't know. Um, But yeah, the 30% of your injuries, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you're 30% responsible for your injuries. That 30% was you saying, huh, I'm going to walk through this. It's going to be okay. Slip, (laughs) fall, bust your ass. I'm suing somebody, you know. Right. Yeah, so so it is kind of, I mean, yeah, I mean, and this all started because of a prank. Like, man, eh, go figure, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so we're going to move on from that one. You got the next one, Chip?
0: Yep. Next up, we're going to talk about no job, no problem. So for many Americans, joblessness, joblessness is an unfortunate but unavoidable side effect of a bad economy. So Bronx, New York native Trina Thompson, on the other hand, blamed her unemployment on the school that she attended. Yeah. Uh Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Okay. She she blames her unemployment on the school she attended. Okay. So in 2009, the 27-year-old sued her alma mater, Monroe College, for $72,000 when she was unable to find a job just 3 months after graduating with a bachelor's degree in information technology thompson specifically blamed the school's office of career advancement for not working hard enough to place her in a job after graduation um ma'am uh, uh, I, I don't i don't think that's how that works uh, no. I think you have to go out and put in the work to put in applications and submit resumes and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough to do what you need me to do, whatever. Um, so despite her solid attendance record and a 2.7 GPA, According to the lawsuit filed in Bronx Supreme Court, Thompson sought to recoup the $70,000 she had spent on tuition plus $2,000 for the stress of her job search. <sighs> something
1: tells um, me she just something tells me she just wanted to get her student loans taken care of. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I got yeah. I, I I ain't got no job. I mean, okay, you got you you've you've been you've been out of school at this point for three months. You got a bachelor's degree in IT. Like, you know how many jobs are hiring for IT people right now? I mean, so many different jobs. Or even back then in two thousand nine, IT was still a brand new kind of. I mean, they've had IT previously, but it it didn't start really like getting like exploding where it's like every company is like, you know, we need an IT person. You know. I would. I, I won't say every company, but I will say at least, I don't know, 70 percent of all corporate, you know, jobs. Maybe all the corporate jobs, but definitely, you know, most jobs would have a information technology person. You would think. Hell, some people, some even have two of them. You know, some have a whole right. team. You know, but to sit there as a twenty-seven year old to sue the college you went to. Because you didn't find a job in three months. I know a lot of people who have degrees. They ain't even using them right now. So, I mean, <laughs> nah, that that sounds too much like she had some school debt and just wanted to go ahead and sue, her, sue the uh, school and get her school debt money taken care of.
0: Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't tell us whether she... Um won that lawsuit or not. Um Right. But. Uh, courtlistener.com.
1: <laughs> That's where we went to last time to find that one case.
0: All right. Here we go. Uh So. Thompson versus Monroe College, wouldn't it be? Uh, yeah. I, I just, yeah. just found it. There you uh, go. It's from CNN.com. Uh, So she filed a lawsuit against uh, the college in Bronx Supreme Court alleging that Moreau's Office of Career Advancement did not help uh, find her a full-time job placement, and I'm also suing them because of the stress I have been going through. The college responded that it offers job search support to all its students. In her complaint, Thompson said she seeks $70,000 in reimbursement for her tuition and 2000 to compensate for the stress of her three-month job search. Uh, let's see. says so she fulfilled her... It's just, okay, um... Even this doesn't say, um whether she uh, won the lawsuit or not. Hmm. Um, It it just says that uh, Monroe College released a statement saying that while it is clear that no college, especially in this economy can guarantee employment, Monroe College remains committed to working with all of its students, including Ms. Thompson, who graduated only three months ago to prepare them for careers and to support them during their job search. Thompson said she has not hired an attorney to represent her because she cannot afford one. While she filed her complaint, she also filed a poor person order, which exempts her from filing fees associated with the lawsuit. Asked whether she would advise other college graduates facing job woes to sue their alma mater, Thompson said yes. It doesn't make any sense. They went to school for four years and, then they come out working in McDonald's and Payless. That's not what they planned. Well, I mean. I mean,
1: <laughs> of course that's not what you planned. Shit, if everything in life went according to plan, I'd be main eventing WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there'd be several things in my life that I wanted to plan, you know, but shit happens. You have to just deal right? with the fact that shit happens. Not every place that you want to go to, and, and, and you're also got to think about it this way. When people hire, people don't necessarily hire because of what you can do. They hire who you are. See, when you ever – because shout out to Gary V because he has a lot of great insight on this. I really wish we could get him on the show. We just don't have the funds. Um, but, you know, whenever you're hiring somebody, you hire people who are a good fit for your company. Now, it doesn't say whether or not Trina Thompson here had a bad attitude or if she was just a rude individual or they felt like maybe she wasn't a good fit for the company for whatever reason. But these so 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 does this mean that you're going to sue every company that you fill out an application for and they don't hire you? Like where how far does it go? You see what I'm saying?
0: I mean, you know, the, the precedent is set. And, uh, it can, you know, go from there.
1: Yeah. But I mean, but, 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 but the, but the universities and the colleges, they have no legal obligation to make sure that you get a job. All they can do is just prepare you for the job that you want. And then it's your job to go find that job or hell here's an idea. And it might be crazy. This was 2009. So maybe these services didn't exist anymore. Maybe or back then, but hell, you got indeed.com, you got ZipRecruiter, like there's a shit ton of uh, jobs, job sites that you can find on the internet, you know. And back, I know, I understand back in 2009, that probably wasn't a whole lot of, you know, options out there, but in 2020, uh, 2021, plenty of options are out there for ways that you can, you know, find a job. But
0: exactly,
1: I don't know. I mean, it's just, yeah, it it sets a very weird precedent, I think, but. 100%. $2,000 for stress and for a job search. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week. Shit. That being said, though, let's move on to the next one. The next one is called trespass at the owner's risk. This one might be a doozy. All right it's hard to believe that anyone could win a lawsuit for being injured while trespassing on someone else's property. Okay? But, but, that's exactly what happened to two Lancaster, Pennsylvania teens who were severely burned atop a parked railroad car in 2002. While out skateboarding, Jeffrey Klein and, and, and and Brett Birdwell illegally entered property owned by Amtrak and Norfolk Southern Corporation and climbed to the top of a boxcar in hopes of getting a view of the city. An uninstalled wire suspended above the train jolted uh, Jeffrey Klein with 12,500 volts of electricity causing severe burns to over 75 percent of his body. Birdwell received burns over 12% of his body when he ran to assist his friend uh, whose clothes have caught on fire. In October of 2006, at at the trial, a jury said that although they were trespassing, the 17-year-old boys bore no responsibility for the accident. Instead, the blame fell entirely on Amtrak and Norfolk Southern Corporation for failing to post signs warning of the danger from the electrified wires that power the the locomotives. For medical costs, pain and suffering, and loss of life's pleasure, loss of life's pleasures, okay, that's in quotation, I don't know what that means. The teens received a combined $24.2 million dollars.
0: Good lord.
1: Yeah. So, this one kid got burnt. 75% of his body severely burned. Um, Birdwell got only 12% of his body burned. Um, So they went to trial. And even though they were trespassing, meaning they shouldn't have been there to begin with, Ended up, you know, having something bad happen to him. An accident happened. Twelve thousand five hundred volts is no. It's no. Re, it's no. um I'm. I'm. I'm not sure why they're not dead. Like why? How? How do these? How are these kids still alive after being shocked with that? Mu- that much voltage. That being said, though, right. Twenty four point um, two million. Whew.
0: That's a lot. That's a that lot. is a lot. Uh, but to to circle back real quick, you you okay. said they put. You said they put "loss of life's pleasures" in quotation yes. marks. Yeah. Uh, so, for our listeners out there, what that means it is the loss of enjoyment of life, sometimes known as hedonic damages, and it refers to the detrimental alteration of a perfect a person's life or lifestyle, or a person's inability to participate. In the activities or pleasures of life that were formerly enjoyed. Um, Okay. So I I would I would guess I've I've
1: never heard that expression before though.
0: Right.
1: I've never heard it put that way before. Put it that way.
0: Right. So I would guess to say that maybe these uh, these these young boys um, were not able to skateboard anymore. Maybe. uh, Maybe. that's the only thing I can get from that. Well, definitely Uh, Jeffrey
1: Klein probably couldn't do it anymore. Definitely Jeffrey wouldn't be able to do it anymore. I mean, maybe this was back in 2002. I mean, that was way over, you know, which I mean, 2002, I mean, teenagers, I mean, I'm going to, I mean, even if they were, you know, 13 years old in 2000, in 2002, I mean, they're probably what our age now, maybe a little bit older. Right, you know. So, but
0: well, I mean, two thousand two,
1: you said two thousand two. About yeah. they were about fourteen, yeah. Because it says right here, it says in, two, in October of two thousand six, they were seventeen. Yeah.
0: So yeah. two thousand two, I would have been nineteen. Yeah. So yeah, two
1: thousand and yeah, and I was sixteen in two thousand. No, two thousand and two, I was.
0: You would have been sixteen. That's correct.
1: Yeah, it's been sixteen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so close, close in age. They, they would be close in age, right? Um, you know. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, their wounds have healed over the course of time, and you know. But even still, I mean, it, but then you go back to the original question: like, do you put the blame on Amtrak and Norfolk Southern because they didn't put any signs up? Or did or do you put the blame on the boys because they shouldn't have been there? One of them situations of, you know, you, you know, doing something you shouldn't be doing. and Then you got hurt. And it's like, yeah, you I mean you may have won twenty four point two million dollars, which let, let's just say let's split it down the middle. Each of them got twelve point one, even twelve point one million dollars. I mean, you're I mean, can you really enjoy that money?
0: uh yeah I'm sure they could uh
1: um, I mean, some yeah I mean with the loss of life's pleasures I mean that
0: right you know. um now I, I i will say that it, it for me in my mind's eye uh everybody is at fault in this situation okay um i do believe that the uh the company amtrak uh norfolk southern uh should have had signs up to uh you know warn of the uh the uh the wires hanging even not just for like trespassers but people that work there like you know hey uh, if this is my first day on the job, I don't know that these wires are there, right?
1: Right, right. So
0: so so you do need to uh have signs posted saying, you know, hey, uh electrical wires above, uh caution, you know, something like that. Uh I also think that the the two boys were, were at fault at the same time, because they were somewhere they shouldn't have been, yeah
1: exactly I mean they, they everybody is at fault here, um but even and I think that's where the conflict comes into play with a lot of people, especially with the Amtrak people saying, "Well wait a second, they shouldn't have been there anyway, you know, they got hurt, how's it our responsibility that they got hurt, blah 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 blah, so I understand where they're coming from, but also at the same time it's like you know why didn't why wasn't your air your area more closely guarded i mean amtrak and you know i mean that's a big train company i mean you would think that they would have i don't know some security guards a better fence warning signs all up. you know yeah you would
0: think so yeah
1: but like i said you know hopefully the hopefully all these many years later hopefully they're the kids are doing better in life. I I guarantee you they don't trespass anywhere anymore. Right. So you learn. Hey, sometimes you got to learn the lessons the hard way. So
0: there you go. What's that? What's that saying? Fuck around and find
1: out. Fuck around and find out. You damn right. <laughs> All right. We're putting that on a t-shirt by
0: the way. Next. All right. So the next one. Let's go on to the next one. You got it. Next up, we're gonna uh, talk about the headline. Don't blame me. All ah. right. So okay. Um, In 2009, 20-year-old Chelsea Hess met some friends at a sports grill in Bluffton, South Carolina, and she was served alcohol. Even though she was not 21, the legal drinking age in the state. Intoxicated, she drove away from the restaurant just after 1 a.m. and lost control of her car, rolling it off the road. Hess, who was not wearing a seatbelt, was thrown 20 feet from the vehicle, sustaining serious injuries that caused her to become a paraplegic.
1: Mm, That's very,
0: very, very tragic. Very tragic. Um. So, before we go on, I, I do want to say, uh, my heart goes out to her. Um, I. I becoming a paraplegic at the age of 20, it has to be something that is absolutely terrible to deal with. However, however, you knew you were not of legal drinking age. You also knew that you should not be drinking and driving. Right. You also know that when you get into a vehicle, you put your seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, right. One more quick thing, I- too. I think also
1: the people who she was around and kind of, I don't know if they goaded her, but if you knew for a fact she was 20 years old and she was drinking, maybe the friends that she met up with were also under the age of 21. I want to know who, where you know. Do, does this sports bar not check ID? Do you not look? I mean, yeah, I know people have fake IDs, but I mean, you could tell the difference between a real one and a fake one. The fake ones are damn near see through, you know, almost, you know. But you know, sometimes I mean, kind of, I mean, you
0: can get a good one.
1: I mean, you can get a good one, but I mean, I mean, that's the, and that's the thing, man. I mean, a, a sports bar can lose their fucking liquor license for selling the underrated. That's what happened to the damn cowboy, among other things. Um, we're
0: right. not gonna get into that sub. We're not gonna get into that
1: subject right now. Um, maybe on a later time. Um, but yeah, but I mean, some friends you got if you if you, if you if you if you're friends with someone and you know they're drunk and you allow them to get in the fucking you know ca- car to drive, like you ain't that good. But what, what's that old saying? Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Right. I mean, there you go. All right. But anyway, go ahead and continue with the word. I'm sorry.
0: So, instead of taking responsibility for her actions, she filed a lawsuit against the Sports Grill and the South Carolina Department of Transportation in December of 2011. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, she accused the Sports Grill of negligence for selling her the alcoholic beverage for without first verifying her age and ensuring that she was not already inebriated. <sighs> okay. Okay. Uh, she also blamed uh, South Carolina Department of Transportation claiming that a defect in the shoulder caused her to flip her 2000 Mitsubishi. The department's failure to maintain the shoulder was or mark the damaged area, according to the lawsuit, amounted to negligence. In response, uh, South Carolina Department of Transportation reasoned that any injuries and or damages sustained by the plaintiff were due to and caused by the sole negligence, grossly negligent, reckless, careless, heedless, willful, and wanton acts and or omissions of the plaintiff basically saying that every bit of that was her fault and not theirs.
1: Right. I mean, hell why not, why not go ahead and sue the city because the roads weren't wide enough too? you know, like, like, I'm sorry that i mean, like, like I'm like, I'm really am sorry that, you know, she's a paraplegic, you know, and again, this was, you know, over, you know, 11 years ago. You know, so well, 12 years ago, actually. So this was way over 12 years ago when it happened. So hopefully she's better off now than she was. I don't know if she's still paraplegic. I don't know if she's gotten some of her momentum back. I don't know. But you made a mistake. You drunk a job. Now, I will say this. I will say that that sports grill, if her claims are true, that the sports grill didn't even check ID or anything like that, yeah, shut that motherfucker down, take away their liquor license, because you do not serve under, it's against the law to serve people who are under the age of 21. You know, which is why about 85 to 90% of all bars and restaurants have, don't do the quote unquote 18th college nights, like they rarely do college nights anymore, unless you're in like a college town, and at that case, they don't give a shit about rules anyway. You know, that's the campus PD's problem, but that's not the case case is is that you know like you knew you were drunk you knew you were you know getting behind the wheel of a car you made very very bad now i understand you're 20 years old and you're gonna make some bad decisions in your life that's one bad decision you can't come back from you know hence why she's a paraplegic so i will say yes i do believe that the sports grill is at fault for not checking the checking and verifying her age but at the same time you can't you can't really you can't really say anything you can't really you know put you know south carolina dot on um you know negligence because they're I mean they're just you know the department of, the department of transportation is only there you know to for you know for traveling you make sure you know that the that there's no letting pe- inform people of wrecks and stuff where wrecks are going on you know helping with the cleanup of the wrecks and things of that nature like here in the south you know T, uh, here in uh, uh Tennessee uh, uh, Dots always, I always see them on 75, 24. Like they're always, you know, helping, you know, people out, cleaning up stuff, you know, making sure the roads are, you know, clear for everybody, you know. But, you know, you can't sit there and blame them completely because then how far does that go? Do you also blame the city for not having the roads? Like, like, like how far deep do you go with the lawsuit? You see what I'm saying? Right. At some point, personal responsibility has to enter in the equation.
0: Well, exactly. So um, it it says that the attorneys for both the South Carolina Department of Transportation and the bar deny all allegations and claim that injuries sustained in the accident are the sole responsibility of Ms. Hess and her negligent actions. Um, And Hess's negligent actions include driving under the influence, losing control of her vehicle, driving too fast for conditions, and not acting in a responsible manner. Right Um, Now, I agree that the, the sports grill should have asked for Hess's proof of identification. However, Hess, in my opinion, was being far more negligent in her actions involving drinking under the influence, choosing to drink underage, the fact of the matter is that if she had not chosen to drink while being underage and then drive after she had consumed a large amount of alcohol, let's take out the fact that she was underage. Let, let's take that out of, out of the equation at all because okay. it, it's it for me, it's the negligence of knowing that you were drinking. Yeah. Knowing that you consumed a large amount of alcohol. And then you get behind the wheel of a car, you don't put your seatbelt on, and then you then you you blame everybody but yourself for the decisions that you made. Uh, she's she's very lucky that there were no other drivers on the road right. uh during the time that she uh had this accident because she could be facing uh felony charges of her own of, right. of you know uh, reckless endangerment uh if she hit somebody uh vehicular
1: manslaughter
0: her, right uh or or anything like that so she's lucky that that she didn't get uh in trouble for this but right. I digress. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, and like I said, let me. Yeah, she is definitely responsible for a lot of, really, all of the actions that she's uh, that you know she was you know th- that she did. Although I do hold true to my statement that the 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 bar should the the, the restaurant should have known, you know, a you know because the any bar has a responsibility to take care of their customers. And if you know, if you're a bartender, and you see her kind of getting woozy, kind of getting wobbly. You should have been like, "All right, listen, I'm cutting you off, and I'm gonna get you some water or something, because you need to sober the fuck up. If you're fixing, if you guys are getting out of here, you gotta sober up real quick. Because when you intentionally, because that's negligence on, on the on the on the part of the bar, if you knowingly give someone uh more alcohol when they are physically, visibly intoxicated then you could you 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 you're responsible for um how how is it worded i'm sorry let me think of how it's worded again your it's negligence on your part for the fact that you allowed that person to leave so intoxicated but at the same time and i think the worst offense that the bar did was serving an underage person alcohol right you know so that to my in my in my, my belief That's that's a bigger infraction because, you know, the law states that if any bar serves alcohol to an underage person and they consume that alcohol, your liquor license is pretty much gone and your bar could be shut down for who knows how long. You know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're the reason why she got into The accident, because, you know, again, she made the personal decision to drive drunk. I am saying, though, that this bar, I mean, because you think this incident happened, but then you also think how many other people are in that bar underage and are consuming alcohol? You know, if they didn't even check this person's ID, how do we know they didn't check other people's ID? How do we know that, you know, this sports grill is does not have I a mean, hell who knows if the sports group, it doesn't give its name. Um, and maybe for maybe for legal reasons, it's not legally allowed to give them the name, but you know, maybe it does somewhere else. I'm not 100% sure. It might just, it might not be a chain, it might just be some hole in the wall fucking bar that people go to. Because I mean, you live in Bluffington, South Carolina, and what's in Bluffington, South Carolina besides this bar? I guess I don't know. Might just be another small town, you know, just like any other small town, I guess. But anyway, right. I digress. Uh, That being said, though, um, let's move on to the next one. And oh, man, we just ran into some fuckery. (laughs) Okay. This one, this one's definitely going to be a good one. Okay. This one is entitled The Lookalike Lawsuit. Okay. Some people might be honored. To resemble a famous athlete, okay? But not Alan Heckard. The Portland, Oregon man said that he had been mistaken for basketball legend Michael Jordan almost every single day for 15 years. And by God, he is sick of it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me get this giggle out real quick. In 2006, he sued the former Chicago bull along with Nike co-founder Philip Knight for promoting Michael Jordan. Okay, wait, let me pause. Okay, so let me let me say this. You are suing Michael Jordan. The greatest in my opinion, the greatest basketball player to ever play the game, a 6-time champion and the founder the co-founder of the of Nike one of the biggest shoe companies in the world for a combined 832 million dollars claiming personal injury and emotional pain and suffering <laughs> I can't take this seriously. Okay. Heckard, an African-American with a shaved head and an earring in his left ear, did look a little bit like Michael Jordan, but he was also about six inches shorter and about eight years older than his more famous counterpart. He soon dropped the lawsuit and, It was pretty clear that Heckard's case didn't have a leg to stand on after he explained why he chose to sue Jordan and Knight. Wait, wait, let me repeat that again. Okay, It was clear that Heckard's case didn't have a leg to stand on after he explained why he chose to sue Jordan and Knight for $416 million each, saying, Well, you figure with my age, and you multiply that times seven, and hey... Then I turn around and, ah, I figured that's what it all boils down to.
0: What? Bro, Chip, I'll I give you the floor. Uh, I, I, I seriously just lost some brain cells. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so, so, so uh, it says that, that Heckard is – virtually Michael Jordan's twin, although Heckard is eight years older. Right. 30 pounds lighter. Right. And and six inches shorter. Okay. I'm going to look him up real quick. Uh, Here we go. So, I, I, I don't...
1: I'm, I'm looking so, at a picture right now and I
0: I don't I don't see a resemblance. Here's here's my question, and this is a question for you. Uh, okay, are you going to sue me? Because quite often people get you and I mixed up, and will call you by <laughs> my name.
1: No, absolutely not. I, I mean, Be- because I tell them Chip has tattoos. I have one. Two, but there's one in my hand. But anyway, no, you have you, you're the one with the tattoos. I'm the one that's not the one with the tattoos. And I'm not gonna be butthurt if someone caught my own wife's done it before. Like <laughs> I all mean, right, like you know, like when all you see is just a bald head sitting on the couch and you're walking from behind the couch. I mean I mean, you're gonna mistake one for the other, especially if you're looking at a bald head, but shit. This right. dude I'm looking right at this picture, dude. They are side by side, and homeboy don't look nothing like Michael Jordan, in my opinion. Nothing like him. He got—he's got a bald head. He got—he got—he got an earring in his ear. He's African American, but that's it. Like that's there's no other similarities between these two. Like I do not see where what where why people thought that this guy was Michael Jordan. I, I
0: don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Also, you kind of take that as, as flattery. I mean, right? You know, uh, you know, oh hey man, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, me and Mike, we go way back or whatnot. Yeah, like, right? Really?
1: Yeah, you fabricate
0: that, a story. Right, w- right, right. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, man. When I was when I was back in the day, man, you know, I, I entered a Michael Jordan looking like contest and man, I right. won. And all, it may not come up with anything like you just take it, take it in stride. Yeah, take, no, take, it, take, it, take it as it is, man. Now, no. this dude decides to be greedy and not only attempts to sue Michael Jordan, but the co-founder of Nike Shoes. But what the hell does Nike Shoes co-founder have to do with this dude looking like Michael Jordan?
1: Because because because, <laughs> because because Nike promoted Michael Jordan because Jumpman, you know what I mean? Uh, you know he, he was the one that Nike promoted the Jordan brand, you know. And uh, I mean, I get it, you know. I mean, you go after, I mean, you go after, but but that, but that's like suing Kobe Bryant, but also suing the Los Angeles Lakers, you know. Like, no, sh- shut the fuck up. No, no, you're not doing that. Um, I just, it, it's it, yeah. This one's definitely. This one of all of them definitely so far is the one with the most fuckery because it's like, come on, man. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't get upset when someone mistakes me for somebody else. Like I would be like, oh really? Do I really look? Like this? I'll t- I'll tell you what happened one time. Um, I I had a shaved head one time. I still have a shaved head all the time, but nevertheless, you know. And but I had my beard looking a little bit different than what I normally did. Um, all I had was the bald head, and I had the long, and I I just had just the the goatee, right? no mustache no no regular beard just regular goatee and somebody came up to me because it was a little bit longer and i had to put it like a little ponytail whatever someone said hey man has anybody ever told you you look like the bass player from uh system of a down i'm like uh no he's like "Well look look at him i I looked at the picture of of the guy from system of a down i'm like i don't look nothing like this motherfucker what why because we're both bald-headed Shit. Well, okay. Well, well, you could have said somebody other than that guy. I mean, shit. Why not say you know fucking Aaron Lewis from Stained or fucking Vin Diesel or somebody like that? And it's like, eh, what? Hey, what does "fuck" Hunt mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. You know. But I mean, I mean, who at the end of the day who gives a fuck? And you know, if if someone's like, yeah, okay, you look a little bit like Michael Jordan. Okay, cool. There's a lot of people who look like a lot of other people, like. I guarantee you, there's going to be somebody in this world that looks almost like you. It's just, it just, you just happen to be, look like one of the greatest basketball players that ever played the game. Okay,
0: fuck it. Embrace that shit. Who cares? Right? Who fucking I mean, there's, cares? There's a whole generation of motherfuckers that wanted to be like Mike. Right. And then you actually look like him. And you pissed. Come on, man. Fuck out of here with that shit, bro. He got pissed because he didn't have Mike's skills. Yeah,
1: exactly. He was just a he was just an unathletic person who got upset and like, man. Now I wish I had Michael Jordan. Wish I had that. I wish I had that motherfucker skill set. I wish I had six championships. I wish they could. I wish they could pair me to LeBron James. <laughs> Whatever. But, right. All right. But anyway, let's let's move past this this guy and let's move on to the next one. What's the next? Oh my God! I read the
0: headline. Go ahead. Yep. Next up is fingered as a scam. Okay, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, before this podcast
1: gets shut down, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Just kidding. go ahead. Go All right. Ahead. So
0: so in March of 2005, Anna uh, a Al- uh, I- 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 Aya Ayala. I think it's Ayala I think it's pronounced Ayala. Maybe? Yeah, I think it's pronounced
1: Ayala. Uh, yeah. Just like so Anna. In,
0: in in March of 2005, Anna Ayala filed a claim against a Wendy's franchise owner in San Jose, California, asserting that she had found a fingertip in a bowl of chili. The bad publicity publicity (laughs) that resulted cost the fast food chain Approximately twenty-one million dollars in lost sales and cut business at some Northern California locations by as much as fifty percent. Shit, man! All over a all over a fingertip. Holy shit! Hey, you hear about <laughs> shit like that? <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is, you hear about shit like that, you don't want to be the next person you don't come- to bite into a fingertip, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right, and you go continue. Um, so uh, authorities, however, found no evidence of missing fingers at the accused restaurant or anywhere along Wendy's supply chain. So suspicion soon turned on Anna, who was eventually arrested and found guilty of ex of attempting to extort money. From Wendy's. She wow. Served, yes. Now she she served only four years. Of a nine year sentence. And as a condition of her probation. She was banned. From ever returning. To the restaurant that she sued. And where did the finger come from? It was actually. Traced to Brian. Ross A co-worker of Anna's husband who lost it in a work accident and gave it to the couple to settle, settle a $100 bet. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> What's the fuck? What was the bet? Like, what, what kind of bet do you think? Oh, God. Okay. So let, let, let's go back. Okay, so there's Anna Ayala... Quote, unquote, found a fingertip in the bowl of chili, sued them, got $21 million. Well, I, well it, it cost the company $21 million. I don't know if she got a percentage of that or whatever.
0: I, I don't think but, she got anything from the lawsuit.
1: No, I mean, but nevertheless, though, I mean, my God. Well I mean obviously she she got something I mean she it says that she well, well no she didn't have to cuz it said it was an attempting to extort, extort money so yeah okay so she served 4 years out of 9 she can't go back to eat at Wendy's no more poor thing um where you know like you hold on how long was this husband's coworker's finger just you just have it in your purse and just forgot about who takes a finger like like th- this. is The part that's confusing to me, like, what the fuck does the finger have to do with a hundred dollar bet? Why was that the bet? I mean, did you bet like, hey, I bet I can do this and not lose a finger. OK, bet. How much you want to bet? Hundred dollars. That's a bet. <laughs> oh, shit. Here, give me the finger. I'll, we'll settle the deal. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't get it.
0: Like none of this makes any fucking sense. <laughs> Does it doesn't. It's stupid. Oh my god. And of all th- I mean the timeline doesn't make sense either. I, yeah. what the fuck? Okay. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, if I could be serious for a moment. All right, <clears throat> go ahead, Lance Storm. Uh I, I, you might want to go pick that name up. Uh, shit, shit. Hold it, on, hold on. Put it back in your right, pocket. I got it. I save got it. it for later. Uh, right, that's cool. Uh, So. Shout out to you, Lance. <laughs> so my question is, first of all, what kind of work accident made this dude lose the tip of his finger? Uh, I would probably say some type, something construction,
1: something machine shop work. Something I don't. I mean, that's the only two things I can think of
0: off the top of my head. Meat butcher. I, I don't know. Okay. Second question: What kind of fucked up bet <laughs> that you have with your friends <laughs> that that if I lose this bet, I got to give you the tip of my finger that I cut off. Um. <laughs> Just I, I, I need to know like cause I, you you have been my brother from another mother for, for fucking 20 years word word they ain't not a bet on this motherfucking planet gonna make me give you the tip of my <laughs> finger hey no disrespect I need- bro I don't want the tip of your finger <laughs> You can
1: have all the fingers you want,
0: brother. Like, like, God. And then, and then, this bitch thinks it's gonna be okay. She's like, "Man, they'll never figure this one out." There's no such thing. There's no such thing as being able to trace fingerprints. Take, I'm just gonna take Brian's finger and dump in this this bowl of chili and be like, "Hey, y'all, motherfuckers, tried to feed me." A finger. <laughs> um, uh, you know, like,
1: yeah. Could you imagine the? Could you imagine the fucking?
0: Hang on.
1: Could you imagine the damn like the whole thing with the investigation into Wendy's and Wendy's? You know, trying their best to figure out where the finger come from. Well, obviously, the finger came from this particular uh, Wendy's in San Jose, California. So. You know, you got to think, okay, well, how old is this finger? You know, I mean, if the finger's really, I mean, because you got to think, man, as soon as a finger, you cut a finger off, there's no, there's no blood flow to it. It's been completely severed. So there's no blood flow to it. There's no nerve endings in there anymore. The nerve endings already die. The cells are already starting to die. It starts to decompose pretty quickly. Like, How far back did it go? Because, I mean, if you just put, like, because obviously if they found the finger in a bowl of chili at this Wendy's, and obviously the finger came from somebody who worked at Wendy's. But considering that no employee who works at that Wendy's has any more missing fingers than what they have, obviously didn't come from one of them. So I smell fuckery. Anna, this is on you where'd you get that finger from like I mean I mean okay remember how i said that the 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 firefighter was the stupidest thing ever this one takes it this, this and we got no, four no. more left to go we got four no, more I, left to go
0: i don't know if i don't know if this one takes the firefighter yet but if it's up there. up there. It's got to be up there. It's got to be up there. It's it's there. Definitely right. up there. All right. You got the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let me let me catch my breath for a second. All right. All right. So the next headline is: No good deed goes unpunished. Okay. No good deed goes unpunished. We've heard this one several times. Okay. Here we go. On July thirty first, two thousand and four, Colorado teens Taylor Ostergaard and Lindsay Tasili to tell. Zelity Zelity there we go. Weird ass names, I'm sorry. All right, so Taylor and Lindsay, I'm just going to say Taylor and Lindsay, decided to stay home from a dance and bake cookies for their neighbors. Okay, nice gesture. Wishing for their good deed to remain anonymous, the girls knocked on the door of a nearby house and ran away, leaving packages with a heart-shaped gift tag that read, Have a good night from the T&L Club at 10.30 p.m. The girls visited the home of Juanita Renee Young. Startled by the quote unquote shattery figures at her doorstep, the 49 year old woman called the police who arrived to find nothing to suggest that a crime had been committed. Still, the experience reportedly gave Young an an anxiety attack and she was admitted to the hospital the following day. Taylor and Lindsay apologized to Miss Young, and their families even offered to pay her medical expenses. But instead of forgiving the well intention the well intentions of the teens, this disgruntled old bitch sued them. A Durango judge, Durango, yeah, okay, because it's Colorado. A Durango judge rewarded Young almost nine hundred dollars for medical expenses, but denied her demand for nearly 3,000 impunitive damages, including loss of wages and a new motion sensor light for her porch. When the ruling made national headlines, Taylor and Lindsay received donations from across the United States to help pay for their fines. This, to me, sounds like one of those situations where, you know, you wanted to do something nice for somebody and a lot of times, like, you know, it's kind of the whole thing where it's like you throw a surprise party for the one person, they're not expecting it, and holy shit, they're having a heart attack, oh, let's come to the hospital, you know, stuff. Like that. it's it's on a TV show.
0: Um, no, 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 but, no, but I'm right there with you. Like, yeah, you know I, you
1: know what I'm saying? Like, you, you try to do something nice for somebody, like, you stayed home from a dance where you could have been at this dance, having fun with your friends, and all this sort of stuff, and you decided you was going to do something for this woman, 49 years of age, by the way, so not really that old. It wasn't like, I mean, she was like a 65 or 70-year-old woman, probably widowed or something like that, had a little bit of extra retirement money or whatever, you know, but startled by the shadowy figures on the doorstep, the woman called the police, you know, but, but as soon I mean, as, I mean, obviously, if T- Taylor and Lindsay both apologized for what they did and the families even offered to pay her medical bills. But again, like, instead of just forgiving and understanding what had happened, she was like, "Nah, fuck them kids. I'm going to sue them. Like, at first I wanted to feel sorry for this lady, but now I'm kind of on the, like, you know what? Fuck this bitch, (laughs) you know? And I don't mean it in a disrespectful manner, but I mean, like, we try to do something nice for you, and, you know, we even apologize afterwards. We say we pay for your medical bills, and you still want to take us to court? Nah, fuck you. You're going to die alone. No. <laughs> what, what? What's your take? Because, I mean, this seems like something that an old, just angry, bitter. <sighs> Please forgive me, white women. This sounds like something a Karen would do. I'm just saying. I'm just being honest.
0: Man, you went there. Whew. I
1: went there. Yes.
0: <laughs> wow. I've been oh, watching a lot so... of Karen
1: videos. It's been funnier than hell.
0: Seeing some of them get mad for no reason. But go ahead. So, so, yeah, it definitely sounds like Miss Young, um, she was wanting more out of this than, uh, what was readily, uh, available to her, um, you know, these, these two girls were trying to do something nice and, you know, um, bake her, you know, some cookies or whatnot. it, it, it Uh, From the story, it sounds like they did this for multiple neighbors, not just uh, Miss Young here, Uh, but she wants to be the one who's like, nah, them shadowy figures gave me an anxiety attack, and I had to go to the hospital, so they owe me $3,700 plus restitution, plus uh i want the cookies too like get out of here you greedy bitch mm. yeah. fuck you ain't getting no cookies all right shit mm. you what what what, what do why, why 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 we got the cookies okay nobody had the cookies don't give her no motherfucker cookies <laughs> <laughs> shout, out shout out to you kevin hart but anyway all right so uh that being so, said so, though yeah. go, right, go, ahead, go ahead but but then you know the families of these two two young ladies or like, hey, look, you know, we're sorry this happened. Our daughters were just trying to be nice to you. Let us pay for your your medical expenses. And she's like, no, fuck that. You're not going to pay for my medical expenses. Uh, you're going to have to give me uh, some more money than just paying for my medical expenses. Then they go to court and the judge is like, look, they just going to pay your medical expenses. I mean, you could have had all that taken care of already, and, been and now you got to pay. Now you got to pay lawyer fees, and now you got to worry
1: about. I am sure the judge someday like you dragged me through this bullshit. Seriously, like, I mean, all right, did, the, you offered to pay, okay, cool, they'll pay for your medical expenses, but this three thousand dollars in punitive damage, yeah, forget you, old lady. They ain't happening. No lost wages, right. no new sensor light. Matter of fact, will not you take that nine hundred dollars, pay whatever medical expenses you got. If you have anything left over, buy yourself a damn motion sensor light for your porch. Case dismissed. Bang the gavel.
0: Next case. Let's move on, brother. What You got the next one? Yep. Next up, we're going to go with the headline Sue the Pants Off of Them. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um. So in 2007, Roy Pearson, a Washington, D.C. judge, filed one of the most outrageous lawsuits of recent times when he sued a small mom-and-pop dry cleaner over a pair of pants. Okay, so this is a judge that suing. Okay. A mom-and-pop shop? Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Pearson claimed that the shop owners Jin and Su Shung misplaced his pants after he brought them in for a $10.50 alteration. And then tried to return a cheap imitation pair of his $800 trousers. Pause. Time out. Pause. Yep. Who who the fuck is spending $800 on a pair of dress pants? Bruh. Who the fuck is spending $800 on a pair of pants? Period. Shit. Dude, man, you got these fucking...
1: Two three thousand dollar suits like fucking like Armani and uh fucking Steve Harvey suits and all that sh- mm, That's too much man because you can go here to you can go to damn JCPenney, get you a get you a damn good nice suit for like 180 bucks. You can go to fucking Banana Republic, get you one even, even nicer for less money. By the way, check out banana republic.com. They got a lot of cool shit there if you want to get a nice looking
0: suit. That being said though, uh go ahead and continue with the blurb. I'm sorry. Eight hundred dollars for a pair of pants. I'm sorry. Uh so so Mr. And Ms. Chung uh felt that they'd done nothing wrong but they offered to settle with the judge out of court for twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred or, or twelve thousand or twelve thousand dollars I'm sorry. Well, that, um, shit twelve
1: thousand dollars I mean hell yeah I
0: mean that ought to buy you a couple suits Right. Okay, we we got to pause again because I have a question. I have a question. All right, right, go ahead. If if you felt like you did nothing wrong at all, Uh why would you offer to settle for twelve thousand dollars? That's a lot of money to settle for doing nothing wrong.
1: Well, if I had to guess, it's probably it's it would probably be because. It would cost you more money if he decides to take you to trial Then you have to pay legal fees and a lawyer on top of everything else. And it would exceed that 12000 So you might as well go ahead and try to settle that way. You can drop the lawsuit and everything can be copacetic. That's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm guessing.
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. All right, anyway, so, anyway, go ahead. So, unimpressed, the judge then sued the Chungs and their son, asserting that the satisfaction guaranteed and same-day service signs posted in the store represented an unconditional guarantee that entitled him to a considerably larger settlement. Pearson sought $1,500 per defendant for Each of the estimated twelve thousand days that the signs appeared in the dry cleaners.
1: Wait, what? He he sued okay, wait, hold on. Tell me I'll say per defendant. Okay, so if there's three defendants here, that's forty five hundred dollars. Forty five hundred times twelve thousand
0: is a (laughs) lot. That's that's what I'm saying. Where uh, it's too too late and i'm too tired to try to do this shit in my head uh let's see 4500 zero, zero, times 12000 zero, zero, zero. uh that would be 54 million dollars shit man all right um so the judge claims Uh, the, The judge's claims also included emotional damages, the cost of a rental car used to drive to another dry cleaner, and legal fees, even though Pearson represented himself. The total amount of the lawsuit, a whopping $67 million, which was later reduced to a still outrageous $54 million. Now, fortunately a judge in the district of Columbia ruled in favor of the Chung's and ordered Pearson to pay the couple's court costs and their attorney fee as well. In a further blow to Pearson, a committee refused to reappoint him to his job as an administrative law judge in part because of the questionable behavior he displayed in the Chung case. Mm hmm. So, so So not only did he have to pay for their court costs, their attorney's fees, but he also essentially lost his job because he's a big dummy.
1: asshole would be a more appropriate word to be honest with you i mean here's 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 the whole thing like mistakes happen, things happen, delays happen, life happens. I think I've said this before a number of times on this program over the past two and a half years, but I'll say it one more time. Shit happens, okay? Not to mention this is a mom and pop shop. So mainly it's like, okay, maybe two, three people working at a time, you know. So obviously, you know, it's like any mom and pop shop that you go to, you know. You don't care about, you know, you don't want to go to the big chains. You want to go to these mom and pop stops, you know, help local businesses and stuff like that. Like, it's great for local economy. It's great for community and things of that nature. Okay, cool. So, they accidentally mispe- misplace a pair of pants. Okay, that you brought in for only a you only a, a, a dollar. And f- I'm sorry, ten dollars and fifty cents for an alteration for a pair of pants that cost eight hundred fucking dollars. And even yeah, it's like you know what, I did nothing wrong, but you know what. I don't want to get this to court because I know I don't want this big lawsuit to come out. We got a little bit of money saved up. I don't want to be any trouble. And I'm pretty sure that Mr. Roy Pearson intimidated this couple, you know, a lot. So what they probably, he probably intimidated them to the point that he was going to sue the shit out of them, which which I'm sure is probably what happened. So he they was like, okay, we'll settle for 12000 Like just take 12000 you know, whatever. And then he was like, nope. I'm going to sue your ass. I'm going to, quote unquote, sue the pants off of you. But $67 million? Which was later reduced down to $54 million, but still $54 million? You know, and thank God there was a judge in D.C. who looked at this and said, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't in the courtroom. But if I could imagine what that other judge said to Mr. Pearson... I would probably look at it and he would probably be like uh Mr. Pearson, sir, um are you out of your fucking mind you know like I mean that's where my head would go, you know like like no fuck this guy I don't know what 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 is your initial thoughts
0: <laughs> um well, I would say that that Mr. Pearson here is a big dummy uh, <laughs> for, for, for lack of a better term, but also like man. Excuse me. Man, these people offered to give you $12,000 in, in, in a court case that they claimed no wrongdoings to. They're like, look, we didn't fuck nothing up, but we're going to go ahead and give you twelve grand, so you'll leave us alone. Right, I think that's more more than um generous yeah I, I, I was looking for something else but yeah I'll go with generous it was, it was more than generous for Mr. and Mrs. Chung uh right. but but homeboy here tries to get a little too greedy for his uh britches right and sues them for 67 million dollars because of one single lost pair of pants that he mm. claims cost him $800 alright so first of all I want to say you are a dumbass <laughs> that you paid $800 for a pair of pants right Dumb ass <laughs> <clears throat> Secondly, you're an ungrateful piece of shit because you tried <laughs> to sue these these two willingly helpful people because they misplaced a pair of pants that your dumb ass claims to have paid eight hundred dollars for. <laughs> like so I'm happy that you Ended up having to pay their court costs and their attorneys' fees, and that you had to find a different job because being a judge is too difficult for you to wrap your brain around.
1: Right, and and the fact that and and I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm all, and something else came to my mind too. If you can afford an eight hundred dollar pair of trousers. Why the fuck you worried about it? You, right? If you can afford an $800 pair of trousers, trust me, you got money. It ain't about the money.
0: I don't think it was about the money. I think Mr. Pearson just wanted to stick it to the little man. Hold on. Time out. So if you can afford $800 for a pair of pants and then can turn around and afford to have them dry cleaned, uh because i myself look i'm not poor but i can't afford 800 for a pair of pants or right. to have the motherfuckers dry cleaned i got a washer and right. dryer downstairs uh and an iron that'll press them That's- right exactly
1: <laughs> and you only went in for you got mad okay Ten dollars. Okay, you would have been out ten dollars and fifty cents because of an alteration. They lost. Okay, fine. They lost your foot. Fu- Look again. I will repeat myself. Shit happens. 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 It's almost say now. Let's move on from this dipshit to another dipshit, an even more dumber dipshit than the dumber we, the dumbass we just talked about. You ready for this one?
0: Give it to me, brother.
1: This next one is called Nice Try. Okay. Jail gives inmates a lot of time to think, and a Chesapeake, Virginia prisoner used the hours to come up with with an unexpectedly innovative lawsuit, okay? In 1995, Robert Lee Brock sued himself for five... (laughs) Hold hold,
0: hold up. (laughs) Hold on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Uh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. What the fuck? Uh. Mm, mm. Mm. Hold on. I think he's still Stop. trying to wrap his brain around what I said. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Did you just say <laughs> that this motherfucker sued himself? <laughs> hmm. In 1995,
1: Robert Lee Brock sued himself for $5 million.
0: Claiming. Hold on hold on
1: hold on hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Is this some Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde type shit? I don't know. I really don't. Let me. Let I, me I, I, I mean, is it? Is this, is this some fucking Jim Carrey's Me, Myself, and Irene type shit? I mean, what the let me, fuck? Let me continue. Hold on. Let me continue. I'm, 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 let, me, let me. get to. it. Give me the okay, <laughs> uh, meat me and potatoes of it, because nineteen 1990- I I know, brother. Hang on. This this is one of those. This (laughs) this is one of those instances where, uh, you you know, you you have the uh, the 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 bullseye on the wall, and it says "bang head here." (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's that's what I want to do right now. Bang head here. God, we're gonna make it. Brain hurts. (laughs) Okay, well, hang on a second,
1: because I think I think what I'm fixing to say might break it. In 1995, Robert Lee Brock sued himself for $5 million, claiming that he violated his own civil rights when he was arrested two years earlier for breaking and entering and grand larceny. He says, and I quote, hold on, he said, and I quote, I partook in alcoholic beverages in 1993, July 1st. As a result, I caused myself to violate my religious beliefs. This was done by my going out and getting arrested, wrote Brock in the lawsuit he filed in federal court. But because he had no income in jail, Brock asked that the state pay him the multi million dollar settlement. Judge Rebecca Beach Smith dismissed his claim as ludicrous but acknowledge his innovation and uh, and, uh, uh, acknowledge his innovative approach to his legal rights litigation.
0: Hold on. Hold on. God. Hold on. So. Hold on. So, first of all, first of all, this dude is the dumbest fucking genius I think I have ever heard about in my life. He has the audacity to attempt to sue himself. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he has the audacity to attempt to sue himself for $5 million. And then to be like, oh, well, because I've been locked up, I ain't had no money coming in. So um, I'm going to need y'all to pay me the $5 million for the lawsuit that I filed against myself. Man, get the fuck. Boy, (laughs) Mm.
1: this uh, man. You you Mm. know what though? Like, it's this. Look, what you just said. He is the stupidest genius I've ever heard of. I mean, yeah, I get it. Okay, I'm gonna sue Mm. myself, even though I don't have any money. I'm gonna sue myself, and I firmly think that I can win this case by by golly. Um, My whole thing is okay. I partook in alcoholic beverages, and. (laughs) I violated my religious beliefs. This was this was done by going out and getting arrested. Okay, so did you violate your religious beliefs by by partaking in alcohol, going out, getting arrested? At what point? At what at what point in this whole process did you did you have Jesus shaking his head? Like, I'm I'm trying to figure out like what was your exact and and. and you know, your religious beliefs are personal to you. So, I mean, are you suing yourself based on your religious beliefs? Because that's kind of not how the law works either. But but at the same time, if you're suing for $5 million, dude, I hurt my brain. I just, <laughs> I don't, man.
0: Hold on. Yeah. Like, man, that's, uh. whoo. Yeah. That's. I think I that one takes the cake. I, no, I think it. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think that one takes the cake in dumbest lawsuits I have ever heard of in my entire life. <laughs> we still have one more to go for oh, tonight. God. Yeah, but um, man, I I thought the the firefighter from 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 the last episode of of dumbest uh, lawsuits. I thought the firefighter suing because he was afraid of fire w- was was the one, but man, I think this yeah. one's this is that one. This is that one. Um, this is that- <laughs> Before I hurt my brain too much,
1: let's move on I to hurt the last. My brain yeah,
0: too much. We're gonna move on to the last one, and I, last I think, one of than that. I think most people have heard of this one. Um, right. So we're going to talk spilling the beans. Coffee beans, that is. Yes. So a list of outrageous lawsuits would not be complete without the case of Stella Liebeck, an Albuquerque, New Mexico woman who spilled a cup of McDonald's coffee on her lap while sitting in the passenger seat of a parked car. Yes, you heard that right. She was sitting in the passenger seat of a car that was not fucking moving Mm -hmm. and spilled a cup of coffee on her thighs. Now, Mm. as a result, the 79-year-old lady suffered third-degree burns on her growing inner thighs and buttocks and spent seven days in the hospital. Mm. And... When she contacted McDonald's about compensating her for the medical bills, the restaurant chain took her to court. After a week long trial, the jury awarded Liebeck $160,000 in compensatory damages and $2.7 million in punitive damages. Mmm. Now, a court later reduced it to $480,000. Both parties appealed and they eventually settled out of court for an undisclosed amount of money.
1: Which means somewhere
0: between the 2.7 and the 480,000. I would say it's, I I would assume that it's somewhere between the 160 and 480, uh, because I don't think that they. They would have paid her well, more. Well, it says well, right, I don't the think said... they would have paid her more than what the court reduced it to. Because right. at that point, at that point, you just pay the four hundred and eighty and be done with it. Right. So, <clears throat> while the but, but before we get, uh, no, no, let me go ahead. While the ruling provoked outrage among many Americans. Others saw her as a victim. The the 2011 documentary entitled Hot Coffee promotes the latter viewpoint, noting the alleged indifference. McDonald's executives Mm -hmm. displayed to the fact that their coffee caused burns, as well as the public's Misconceptions that emerged from the proceedings, namely the belief that Liebeck was driving and the car was moving. Okay, okay, so first of all, before I go any further, um yes, coffee can cause burns. Yes. Um uh, any any hot liquid can cause burns. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's a, a dumb quote, but uh, it says, Love the verdict or hate it. There's little question that Liebeck's lawsuit resulted in one of the most famous cases of recent decades. It became the butt of many jokes for late night comedians. And was even parodied in a 1995 episode of the popular television show Seinfeld. The case popular. also inspired, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Wasn't case also. Not me either, but I, I, a lot of people like Seinfeld. So, I agree.
1: Good. <laughs>
0: uh, the case also inspired the creation of the Stella Awards which highlights particularly wild, outrageous, and ridiculous lawsuits. Mm. Okay. Now my question. Okay. When you order coffee, do you not expect it to be hot coffee? It's not like... It's not like I went to Starbucks and ordered a uh, grande mocha frappuccino, right? Right. That's that's cold, or or even walked up and and ordered a uh, a cold brew with a double shot of espresso,
1: right? Dunkin'
0: Donuts is known for their iced coffees,
1: you know. Most exactly. of their most of their most of their coffees are iced coffees, you know. But nowadays, you go some. I mean, I think. I don't even think Starbucks gives you regular just straight black coffee anymore. I think they give you just a I think they give
0: you like I think yeah, you could, a double you shot could of order, espresso. Can you, you order straight order, black coffee? You can order straight black coffee. Okay. Uh that's that's not what Starbucks is known for, but you right. can order it. Right. Um I
1: don't know, just something about that something about that bun machine at the gas station at that at damn uh six thirty in the morning. I don't know. That coffee good for whatever reason. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> y- yeah. Um... <laughs> I threw him off a little bit. He was like, gas station coffee? Okay.
0: No, no, gas station coffee is the shit. I love Hell gas yeah, station it coffee.
1: Especially when you're driving seven hours.
0: Yeah, definitely Rough. worth,
1: definitely worth Ooh,
0: it. Oh, man. Anyway. I, I, I don't... <laughs> Hey man I just don't understand how this is even a thing I mean I I, know. I, I, I do know I, I I cannot wait uh there's there's from the last episode to this episode uh we haven't touched it yet there's there's a lawsuit that I'm waiting to talk about uh so so maybe it's going to be in episode 3 uh yeah. we'll see if it makes the list cuz there's going to be another Part to this. Oh my god! I yes, we we, have, you. we we have to.
1: We have to. There have been okay. Man, there there have been so many the just insane lawsuits that have been filed. Like I thought the lawsuits we talked about, and we did twenty lawsuits on the last episode uh that we did of the lawsuits. uh These ones are just just so outrageous, you know. From the state, like like the last like the twenty one that like the twenty we did previously were like the ridiculously hilarious ones these are just the outrageous ones like what you know um so that being said out of the 10 that we talked about tonight i think i know the answer which one did you find the most outrageous
0: Um, uh, man we, you we really gonna go here we well we, i mean really we, we the most have- outrageous
1: we don't have to, but I mean, I think we—it's Robert Lee Brock suing himself,
0: ladies and gentlemen. It's just <laughs> I, there's no question about that. Like I, I, I can almost sympathize with, with, with uh, Miss Stella uh, Liebeck here. She got burned. She called the company, and she was like, "Hey, I, I'm gonna need y'all to pay for my my, you know." getting the, the skin grafts on, on my coochie, but uh, this dude tried to sue himself.
1: Right. Hold on. I, don't, don't 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 we're not going to end this just yet. I'm fixing to send you a picture and all I want you to do is just look at the picture. Hold on. It pertains to Mr. Robert Lee Brock.
0: Oh, Lord. Hang on.
1: Hang on. Oh, Lord. Just just, just look at this guy. Hold on. If it even shows up, hold on. It may not. You may have to click the link real quick. Oh Lord.
0: Yeah, you may have to click the link real quick. Why that dude look familiar? <laughs> tell me why that dude look familiar. <laughs> hey, when we get done recording, I'm gonna tell you who that looks like. <laughs> okay. I'll let you. Uh uh-uh, uh, because you you go when once you see it, you can't unsee it
1: okay all
0: right
1: all right with well, right. that being said though let's let, 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 let's wrap this up real quick thank you guys <clears throat> I, I gotta be careful whoo i don't laugh so much i damn near woke the kid up i gotta mm, i don't Ooh. need amy coming in here hit me in the back of the head all right, right. that being said though ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning into this episode of movement radio hope you guys enjoyed it hope you guys had fun hope you guys had a kick out of it uh yeah pretty uh pretty pretty
0: fun stuff. Uh, That being said, though, Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here this evening? As always, please check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Absolutely. Shout out
1: to our good buddy Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training. Go check him out on Facebook, Thompson Personal Training. He's got all of his prices and everything there ready for you to check out and tell Movement Radio sent you. Shout out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Go check out Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Shout out to Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon for his streaming content. And thank you guys so much. We love you. We thank you guys for listening to us today. And we hope to see you back here next time on another edition of Movement Radio. Chip, let's hit them with the outro.
0: Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of
1: our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos and check out movementradio.us. I am Chip
0: Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's Plan.